So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. Excited, excited that you're here. Great show, um, lots to talk about, lots of things going on in the Kahuna world. And uh, I'm just honored that you are taking the time to listen to this podcast, okay? It means a lot to me. And so let's get this show started. First of all, I wanna give a couple uh, shout outs to uh, the wonderful people that actually took the time to go on to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. So this one comes from Kevin Sims123. I've listened to Corey speak on numerous occasions. Contrary to many other speakers in the business, Corey focuses on keeping the process simple and breaking it down in a precise and easy-to-understand manner. I continue to enjoy picking up on the little nuggets each time I listen to Corey. Kevin Sims, thank you so much. You just made my day, brother. Um, so I really do love, I love listening to this. Last one, uh, this is inspiring uh, by Speaker Meds. Uh, love the knowledge Corey presents and his process processes he implements when teaching how to invest in multifamily properties. So guys, thanks a lot. Hey, listen, if you're watching the video right now, it's because we all want I want to make you guys all cash flow creators. The cash flow life is amazing. It's been so much fun um, and it continues to get better. So listen, I'm right now in the middle of closing $25 million worth of commercial real estate. So in the next month and a half, uh, by the time you listen to this podcast and it gets produced, I would have just closed this deal called University Crossings. It's a student housing uh, project in Columbus, Georgia. $5 million uh, purchase and going to be a great asset. So really excited about that closing. Actually, it closes tomorrow um, for in real time. And, um, you know, that's the process that we're we talk about each and every week. Now, I do want to apologize. Last week, I got real busy and I missed a podcast episode. So I, I'm a little upset with myself. So I, I'm sorry. I will not let it happen again. Also, I've actually booked some really good guests coming up. So sometimes I like just telling you how I think the world works. And then there's other times where I really truly believe that it's fun to have some guest interaction. Okay. So that's coming. And um, as always, listen, if you've not picked up my book, Why the Rich Get Richer, you should go to whytherichgetrichter.net, whytherichgetrichter.net, and get my book for free. And you got to pay a little shipping and handling. I think it's like $7.95. And we'll ship it to you. And uh, it's a great book. talks about the um, really the process of multifamily, right? 
and a little bit about my journey. So it's a great read. It's a fast read, and it's not a hard book to read, okay? It has to be because I'm not that smart anyways. Like, if there's anything that I can teach you and uh, really inspire you is that it doesn't matter where you start. And um, whether you're in, um, you know, corporate America right now, if you're in corporate, you know, doctor, dentist, lawyer, um, someone that's working every day and you have you own your own job, you know, there's there's light. I'm actually going to have one of my guests, uh, one of my um, partners, and he's actually a dentist and he just helped raise over $800,000 for a project that we're getting ready to close on. And um, so he and you now he's a partner in one of my deals. And uh, we're going to talk to him about how he did it, right? And how he, he came to my boardroom event and it worked really, really well for him. But it doesn't matter where you're at. You could be, um, you know, you don't have to be a doctor, dentist, or lawyer. You could just be a, a used car salesman like me. It doesn't really matter. You, and you could be a full-time uh, single family real estate person, right? The, the truth is, it's just a choice. Like being successful is a choice. And um, a lot of people, I think, sometimes look at it and say, I just want to make lots of money. And I, I think that's, if you're just doing it for the money, it's not the right, it's not, the, it's not a big enough why, right? And you've got to do it because you enjoy the process or you like dealing with real estate. You, you know, it's got to be a passion. And I always say, follow your passion. And when you find that passion, you'll know it. And, you, and for me, um, there's times where I work a lot. There's sometimes where I work a little. I try to keep a pretty good balance. And um, I enjoy the sport of real estate, the sport of it. And, you know, I want to get you there because it's a great, great lifestyle. Today's episode, I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about some raising private money. I want, I want, to, I want to kind of go back to raising private money. And I want to talk about what happens and how, I think how people, a lot of people do it wrong. So here's, here's what happens a lot of times. Like I've, I've had people come to my boardroom event. Um, I'm teaching what, what I do with raising private money. And then I listen to lots of people out there. And here's, I'm, I want to call this episode, Know Your Avatar. Know Your Avatar. I'm not sure if that's the right way to, to say it, but who is going to give you the money, right, at the right cost? When, we're, when we talk about raising private money, the goal is to, how do you uh, attract capital, people that have money, and um, how do they give it to you, and how much does it cost, right? The cost of your capital is like a big deal. And, and it's so funny, I was just speaking at um, my Collective Genius Mastermind. It's, it's a mastermind I've been into, I think for the last, uh, gosh, I've been in it for five years. And so in that mastermind, um, we're talking, you know, I had a presentation, I talked about some, you know, raising, raising private money and what I was doing. And I talked about the cost of my capital. And when I talked about how much I was actually truly getting for true equity, pure equity money, I saw mouths drop. And they're like, wow, that's really, really cheap. And so, uh, you know, typically on deals that I do, I pay uh, a 6%, and, and I don't think it's cheap. By, by the way, I think what I offer investors is sexy as hell. I mean, I truly believe what I give to my, the people that give me their money, it is sexy as hell. And the reason I know this is because I'm consistent as hell, right? And 
when you when you go fishing, right? There's lots of ponds to fish in for private money. And so let's just talk about the ponds. You know, you have the pond called the big fish pond, right? All the big fish are in the big fish pond. I run away from that pond, by the way. I hate that pond, right? I call it the godfather pond sometimes, right? All the big, the whales, the big fish. Um, everybody's heard of one. Everybody knows the big whale, someone that has lots of money. And the problem with those types of people. Now, I'm going to make a generalization. This is not always accurate, okay? But I've yet to be proven wrong. Well, I've got one investor who has over a couple, you know, a million and a half with me. So, but most of the time, most of the time, the big whales never, they never show up. And the reason is they, they have lots of money. A lot of times they are very aggressive and want, they use that to leverage how much money they're making, right? And that happens all the time. People with wealth can monopolize people that don't have money or that need their money and usually get a better return, okay? That is, um, that happens all the time, twice on Sundays, okay? And so I find that that's not, a, I don't have a lure or a piece of bait good enough to make those fish bite, right? They're just, ah, Corey, your deal's too small. I want a piece of the ownership, right? And so, and, and I realized that that's not my avatar, okay? That is not, my bait doesn't even attract that fish. So that's, so rich people with money, right? Or you can call that family office. You can call it Wall Street. You can call it, you know, investor grade capital, right? Or you know, sometimes they call it, you know hard money lenders, right? Or I'll, I'll tell you another group of people that it's not for that, like well, that, that's another pond in uh, real estate investors. Typically, most of the time, real because I'm in real estate, and if I was to approach other real estate investors that are making lots of money and say, "Hey, listen, I've got this apartment deal, and it pays um, a total return of twelve percent. That's typically what we pay. We have a six percent pref." And we, we call it uh, we call it a six and six. It's a six percent payer, which by far and away is better than anything out there. And then we pay six percent on the back end, but it's annualized. And so what it gives my investors is a total return of twelve percent. And when I so twelve percent in my mind is phenomenal. I mean, I, I think it's that that is a I want to say. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cuss. It's a sweet rate of return, especially if you can get it year over year over year, right? It's the consistency of the return that really makes the most sense, right? And now I want to back up for a minute and digress here a little bit and say, well, well, how do I know that's true? You know, I was Series Seven licensed and sixty-six licensed. I uh, sold stocks, bonds, mutual funds for Edward Jones. And so I understand the financial markets. And as a financial advisor, I would say, I, you know, I was kind of trained to limit and lower your client's expectations. So I think if you were to do this test and go ask your financial advisor, say, hey, listen, what is a solid return? If, you know, if you were to tell me, say, Corey, if I could get this return year over year over year over year and be consistent, What's a solid return that, that I should want from my investments? 
And most of the time, I think good financial advisors are going to give you a range from six to eight, right? Six to eight average. Now, and, and, and you know, it all depends on your time horizon. Sometimes they'll say 12, but most investor financial investors, if they're smart, they have never promised 12 because 12 is very hard to hit, right? Eight to nine, yeah, six to eight, you're in the safe zone, right? And, and what, I've, what I've found is that a lot of people, I mean, the majority of people that I talk to that are in the stock market, those are people that I can help. So when it comes to real estate investors, the, pre- the reason they will not say yes to my investment most of the time is because they feel that they can do better doing using their money to do their own flips, making interest on their own money. And a lot of times they're right. Okay, A lot of times they're right. The problem is they have to keep working. And so what, what I find is I, I attract a lot of passive money, right? And so here is my avatar, or at least the avatar that I believe that, that, that really works well with what I do in the multifamily space. And there's trillions and trillions of dollars in this space. This is anybody that's in the stock market. Now that, my friends, hold on, is a lot of people. That's a lot of people. When I compete against the stock market, which the majority of people that are investing are in the stock market, I can crush it. I can crush it. I really can. I can crush the stock market too because I offer a better return than most products out there. And so let's kind of go over that just a little bit so it can make a little bit of sense for you how and how, how it works and what it means. So first of all, let's talk about, okay, so think about this scenario. Right now, most people have most of their wealth stored in their IRAs, right? Or long-term, or their 401ks. Like they're working at a company, you know, Toyota Motor uh, Factory or whatever, or, uh, you know, there's lots of factory jobs. There's, I mean, you name it. There's jobs out there pharmaceutical jobs, they have a 401k with a company match, okay? And that's where most people are storing their retirement money. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that when they get to a certain age, and I want to say it's around 50-ish, right? Every plan's different because of, remember that company called Enron? Enron, when Enron happened, a lot of new uh, 401k programs now allows you to exit some of your money and transfer, even though you're still working for the company, you can transfer it to your own IRA. And when you do that, everything becomes available, okay? Now, most people have their money with a financial advisor. It's either in a 401k where they don't have, they have a plan, or they quit a job and they transfer that money to a regular IRA, and they work with, you know, someone like Edward Jones, Charles Schwab, Morgan Stanley, right? You know, you've Merrill Lynch's, right? The big bull. And um, those financial advisors give them options, but it's usually stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. And they usually do a blend because they, you know, they do a risk profile and say, based on your risk tolerance, here's what we should do. Okay. Now, most people go and they spend their whole entire life saving for retirement. And the stock market is pretty decent 
and maybe not, right? I mean, we could argue this point, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for a minute, saying the stock market, if you have a long-term time horizon, may be okay to grow your wealth, right? To grow it. But it's very bad at creating an income stream. You're like, what? At creating an income stream because when you get to retirement, you've saved all that money to create a freaking paycheck. That's what you want. And so let's so what what things can you invest in in the stock market that can get you paid, right? Well, you have let's call it a CD, certificate of deposit. That makes less than 1%. That makes no sense at all, but lots and lots of retired people have their money in CDs. And uh, you see banks that our best rate, our best rate is like 0.00 or 0.09, you know, less than 1%. That's your best rates on a, give us your money, lock it in the bank for a whole year and make less than 1%. <laughs> That's crazy in my mind. That's crazy. People do it all day, twice on Sundays. Okay. We know these people. So if you know anybody like that, you need to get them to my podcast. So, then, so if what well is what is is there something else, Corey? Is there something else that we can invest in? Well, the next thing is bonds. So you go from CDs, right? And then there's even treasuries, which are even ultra conservative, right? So I'm just starting with CDs. Now let's go to bonds. Now you can have municipal bonds, right? Corporate bonds. Municipal bonds are, are, are like issued by the cities. So, so city of Phoenix says that's how they finance their debt, right? Corporate bonds are like how Coca-Cola would finance its debt was with a corporate bond. And typically bonds pay between 4% to 5%-ish, right? And if it pays any more than that, it's typically called a junk bond. Well, they're junk for a reason because they're very volatile and they're pricing and they're with smaller companies, okay? So their debt may not may or may not be as um, safe as you'd like. And the volatility of the value of that bond uh, changes almost every day. And most people don't want the volatility. What they really want is the income stream. So most, uh, I want to say the average probably payer that most people get in the stock market is 3%. So after the bonds, what's left? And that's really like blue chip stocks. Well, now we're back into the stock market or mutual funds. And we already know that that is an absolute roller coaster. And so we're not going to do that. No one wants to get on the roller coaster. And so if 3%, like if you had a million dollars saved up in retirement, right? That means you could live off you. If you got 3% return, that's $30,000 a year. Now that's not a lot of money, right? And let me tell you the biggest fear. And I'm telling you right now, the biggest fear every retired person that I know has is the fear of running out of money. It is very, very real. It scares people to death, right? And so when they look at that, like, I don't have enough money. I only have a million dollars saved, right? What if they had $2 million saved? And that's a lot of money. $2 million saved is a lot of money. And but it can only create a sixty thousand dollar income stream. Like I have to, how do you live off of sixty grand? I mean, people do it, but like most people that have 
save $2 million, we're probably living off of more than 60, right? And so what we do, like what, what my investments, what how I raise a crap ton of money is I find people just like this. And so in, in my mind, it's like, I think of this, uh, one of my investors, I'm not gonna say her name, but I, I'm gonna call, I call it, this is my Susie income story. And it's kind of based on a true story. But I think of, I'll say her first name, LaVon, one of my clients, LaVon. Think of her her story. And and so this is kind of based on a true story because, uh, and I'll tell you what happens in, in, in here in a minute. So LaVon is married and has a husband that's working. They've saved up some money. And all of a sudden, her husband passes away. And so now she's left and she's distraught. She's a wreck, right? Uh, because she still needs her husband's income to live on. And, you know, they've got some money, but it's not earning enough income. And she's stressed out. Now, luckily, LaVon knows me. And so she came to me and, and said, hey, here's what I'm doing. And I was able to put her in one of my deals. And I was able to double her income because LaVon was making around that 3%. And I was able to give her a 6% preferred return, and I paid her quarterly. So I gave her quarterly paychecks, right? For So for every $100,000 that she gave me, I was able to pay her $6,000 a year or $1,500 a quarter. Now, if she would have gave me a million dollars, Levon could have had a $60,000 income stream instead of that $30,000 income stream, I doubled 100% more income by her investing with me. But wait, because there's more. Because 6% preferred is just the first part of how we pay our investors, right? We pay that 6% based on cash flow. So our tenants, 100, you know, 100 uh, doors plus, come in and they pay, uh, pay the rent each and every month. Right? It's like a little factory. We collect rent checks and then we, we crunch the stuff and do all the stuff in, in the office and then it spits out profit out the back door. And so that monthly profit, we, we gather it up and then every quarter we make a distribution to our capital, right? And we give them that 6% annually, uh, which is you know $1,500 a quarter, okay? So now, meanwhile, we keep raising the rent. So here's the great thing. Tenants expect the rents to go up, and we never disappoint them, okay? We never disappoint them. <laughs> and so um, even if it's like a $15 nuisance increase in the rents, you are always, like as an operator, we are driving our rent growth. That is that is what we do. Each and every year, a new lease comes up. Hey, you want to renew? It's only $15 more to renew. Sign here. Press hard, Right? We've created a great environment. Most people almost always, always, always say yes. We have a usually a 65% plus renewal rate at our at my properties. That's huge. Retention is a big way to create lots of money in the apartment industry. Okay. So now as we keep raising rents and we make the property more profitable, what we are really doing is we are affecting the value. And so I typically hold a property for five years, first year to fix all the broken things, 
Second thing, to fix all the broken tenants, to upgrade our tenant base, and then three years to maximize our operations. And when we do that, what happens is when we sell, we create an additional uh, amount of money. And then we give Susie, our investor, Levon, Levon, right? We get to give them an additional 6% annualized, right? So we kept it for five years. That like, it's like she's getting a big chunk of money at the end. So if Levon would have given me $100,000, she was making $6,000 a year in income. Remember, I doubled her income just in that thing. And then at the end, I gave her her $100,000 back five years later, and I was able to give her another $30,000 one-time lump sum. Like, that is awesome. Okay, now, what if Levon, she got her principal back, so her $100,000, she lived off the income, that $6,000 a year. That's what she was, she really wanted a paycheck. So we gave her a bigger paycheck. And then she took that $100,000 plus the $30,000 and reinvested it into the next deal with me. Now she would have a rising income stream. She gets kind of, I call it like a COLA, a cost of living increase. Because, listen, gas goes up, food goes up, my electric bill goes up each and every year, right? Utilities go up. And... um so her cost of living is going to go up. And so that extra money that she's getting now gives her a, a bigger, bigger paycheck. Now, she doesn't have to use that 30000 She can take it and go on a vacation for all I care, right? But the cost of living is real. And so that's one way to keep up with inflation. And so I say all of this is to show you that, listen, if you fish in the right pond, the right pond is anybody that's in the stock market. And typically, these are like your doctors, dentists, lawyers, chiropractors, busy professionals, people that worked at a factory, anybody that has a 401k with a company match or just a 401k. Like, that's almost everybody. That's almost everybody, okay? Those are my people. Those are the people that I attract because 12% consistently with a nice payer. And listen, by the way, right? My doctors, dentists, lawyers, and busy professional income, somebody that has a job, right? When can you replace your job? When your income, your passive income, over exceeds the income that you're making working. And so instead of getting a 3% payer and you can make it a 6% payer, you can get there doubly fast, right? 100% faster. Well, that 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 means something. Like... I've got some, um, I have a dentist or a chiropractor friend that he's like, dude, I want to be able to retire sooner. And so when I showed him that, he's like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. He's like, I can keep giving you my money and like I'm starting to make bigger paychecks. And eventually my goal is to have enough, like well, I can get there quick. And so listen, when you fish in the right pond, it makes it so much easier to attract money. and these types of people are great referral givers. I'm just telling you, right? What I found is sometimes with people with lots and lots of money, sometimes they want to keep their ideas to themselves because they're like, I don't know, it's weird like that. But if you can find your average American 
you know, that work working, um, you know, doctor, dentist, lawyer, chiropractor, just good people. There's lots of great people out there. And you help them in a way like that, and you really do a good job. They will be a testimonial source for years. And so one of the things we try to do every quarter is we call, we have an investor call where we call all our capital. And one of the things, and my dad usually does this for me, and he'll call and say, you know, who do you know that I should know? Who do you know at work that I should know? Who do you know that's in the same business as you that I should know? You know, so we can get them to experience the same type of returns. And really, that is the premises of raising capital is fishing in the right ponds. Because so many times I see people that, oh, I got this one guy. I've got this guy. He's got a lot of money. He's going to give me a million dollars. And typically, that ne- it just never happens. It never happens. What I'm really good at is finding people with hundred, two hundred to $300,000. They come into my deals all the time. And once they've experienced it once, so a lot of times, the first time someone ever comes into my deal, they'll usually come in at the minimum. And sometimes I encourage them to come at the minimum because I'm like, listen, you don't know me. I don't know you. Like, let's not get married yet. Like, let's just date, date, put your foot in the pool and just give me my minimum. And then let's see how it works. Let's see if I can help you help make you some money. Let me show you that I do what I say I'm going to do. And that we give you the reporting, all the things that, that, it, that it takes, right? And that is how you can raise a crap ton of money. So we've just spent a lot of time talking about raising private money. Guess what? I have a course for like, I think it's 597. Excuse me. 597. It's called Raising Private Money dot com raising rpm is my rpm course raising private money.com if you will go there for 597 dude i unlock everything it, everything i just talked about we talk about but we give you the words the scripts um uh, we show you how to go find private money and i talk about private money a lot in this podcast because i believe that's where the real money is i used to think that it was in real estate but i know it's not i mean it, it is but if I really look back, what gets me that, that real estate income is the ability to aggregate, that's a fancy word for saying raise, to raise a crap ton of private money. <laughs> and that's, it's, you know I mean, honestly, uh, the funnest part of this business is raising money. It's having relationships with people that will give you money. That, you know, when I just had some conversations yesterday where I had some investors that were like, hey, thank you for letting me come into this deal. Dude, that is like, that's where it's at. They're thanking me that I accepted their money and allowed them to come in. And that is, it is a very special thing. And so if you're out there raising private money, you want to raise money, you should go get the course, first of all. But B is there's a responsibility though to your capital right and you have to promise that you will never ever forget that that is the golden rule take care of your capital at all cost right do what's right with your capital i mean the money is in the money right take care of your capital make it money always do what's right with it and it will grow and make it grow 
and you will get lots of more people to give you lots of more money, right? Thank you guys for listening for this episode. I really appreciate it. Listen, you know me at the end. I'm telling you, I, I really... I believe this so wholeheartedly. When I when I think and look back at my journey and my life and how I started and the the roadblocks and the stumbling and all the things that happen in life that can set you back and the excuses you can have of why I'm not going to do it today and I'm telling you I've been through it all. I've had the highs, I've had the lows. The one thing I've stayed consistent is my belief. I always believe that I could. And there were times that I was shaky. Even there were some times where I, and that's where my wife, thank God I have a wonderful wife, and she would be my champion. She'd look me in the eyes and say, Corey, you can do it. And she would shake me off and, and get me all squared back away. And then she'd kick me back out the door and say, go get him, tiger. And listen, I mean, the power of your mind, the power of what you think, what you believe, right? what you allow yourself to say, your self-talk in your head is vitally, so vital, important to your success. Go out there today. Be the best you. Feed your mind with positive thoughts. Tell yourself that you are worthy because if you believe it in your mind, your paradise is possible.